before we start this week's episode, I'd like to take a few seconds to appreciate some of the people who've helped us out in our fledgling months as a startup podcast. Number one, Lindy Corley from Abilene, Abilene, prettiest girls I've ever seen, Texas. She totally embodies those lyrics, mind, body, and spirit. Lindy Corley, thank you so much for the coffee money. We appreciate it. And if any of you guys would like to donate to our coffee fund, you're more than welcome to support our podcast. There should be a button there that says support our podcast. And you can either um, pay with rubles or with plasma. We do accept plasma as a form of payment. Uh, Rubles or plasma or money. Money will do. You can just give us a couple of bucks and we'll, we'll use the money to buy some coffee. We do prefer plasma. A second, uh, we recently started posting the podcast on YouTube. And man, the conversations we've been having with uh, listeners is, is just fucking incredible. We really appreciate you listening to the show. Also, obviously, a giant thank you to all of our just amazing guests. I, I don't know how we have been so fortunate to speak to so many incredible people but um if any of you are listening right now thank you thank you seriously uh, you've broadened our understanding of the world and the phenomenon and, and we thank you for sharing your, your experience with us and uh, finally to the intelligence agencies of america without you my god i don't know if we'd have a show if there wasn't anything shady to talk about i We appreciate it. Thank you for listening to The Secret Society. When I regained consciousness, it wasn't real quick. It wasn't, it was dim. I didn't know where I was. Something was so wrong inside. I I felt like I was dying. This is what really fueled the panic when I finally laid eyes on these creatures, 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 these creatures, creatures, creatures. And the three of them were coming towards me. I just grabbed something from behind me, an object, and started swinging it at them, screaming threats. That was the most terrifying experience of my life. What I experienced now utterly utterly traumatic that was and how it was so devastating i was on the verge of catatonic for weeks after it happened the fact that i was returned at all is pretty significant creatures creatures Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Secret Society of Stuff. This episode is fucking weird, and I'm not going to explain anything. I'm going to let it unfold exactly how it unfolded for me with a few exceptions. We've actually recorded about four episodes in the interim, but the first one was so fucking bizarre that it kind of threw me for a loop, and I wasn't really able to edit that much 
for about two weeks. And during that time, we had another recording with uh, Daniel Lewski. Lewandowski. Daniel Dansky. Oh. Dan Lewandowski. That's it. And I'll be splicing that episode in to the first episode when you hear this noise. Something else to listen out for. Whenever you hear this, that noise is Rob sassily snapping his Bluetooth headset back up into place to mute the sound of his voice. I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I have. As always, thank you for listening to the secret secrets as of stuff with Rob the chat. Hey, did, did you give him the link? I did, I think. Awesome. Yeah, this is cool, man. How did you get on the phone? I just happened to be on the phone, and you called, and I was like, fuck it. Wow. Now if I can just get him online. Well, you know, it's complicated sometimes. What what did you hear about Ottawa? Nothing yet. Their database is fucking... Something's going on there. I don't think that it's... Well, Oregon State University was donated a uh, major UFO archive. I don't think that the really, really good ones are advertised. Right, yeah. What up? There he is. It's the motherfucking ARK. Yeah, here I am. I'm like, you know, just pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good to hear your voice again, man. I'm t- tell us what's been going on, dude. Well, personally or what? What do you want to know? I'll tell you anything. I feel like I'm supposed to tell whatever you need me to tell you. No, man, personally, what's what's been going on? Uh, well, you know... Uh, my partner has been, you know, having a lot of work issues with a lot of turnover. And so um, she's been dealing with that little stress and bringing it home. And, and so it's it's been an interesting week. And, and then her father, uh, her father's an archaeologist. And he still runs. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait. No, I don't even want to interrupt. You go ahead. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, what? Her father's an archaeologist, so then he runs a um, an international film festival and a, and and a, and he does a a, a a symposium at the same time. And so um, it's been a hectic week for her family. And but but the good thing is, is we get to go listen to some stuff. And this this year during the film festival, there's stuff on Egypt, and there's some very interesting stuff on the Q uh, tribe in uh, Middle America who had maybe over a hundred thousand in this city and and guess what it's the same place where the vikings have a route up the mississippi river uh with the uh indigenous so this is like there's really weird stuff intersecting from archaeology that i'm seeing that may be coming out on a separate but sort of related note i used to live in oklahoma and i went up there and saw those runes etched into the stone in that tributary and it was hey 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 you know why oklahoma's so windy why because texas fucking sucks yet (laughs) (laughs) you've been waiting to say that for a fucking year bro (laughs) you've just been waiting waiting Fucking opportunity. <laughs> so you saw all this crazy stuff about the 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 Vikings. What else? Do you think all this stuff's being shaken loose from you know the stuff that happened in in 2020? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, it's just 
it seems like there's a lot of archaeologists really concentrating on um, keeping their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they need their own awakening, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a whole lot of people trying to play catch up. And there's going to be a lot of wild conjecture. And you know what? It's going to be the fucking ufologists who have to calm them down. No, we've been there. That's crazy. Don't think about it. <laughs> you know? Crazy, don't think. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, how much do you know about like the the recurring archetype energy? How much do you know what it does? I know what an archetype is, and I know what energy is. Okay, so like, <laughs> okay, and you're you're on track. You're totally on track. The best way to describe this, and 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 it's a very good one to use, is like the 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 sunflower comes up, and um. It grows, and then uh, the energy is out. As soon as the sunflower is out, it's screaming, right? But its petals start failing immediately as soon as it's out. So as soon as the alignment comes up on the um, Egyptian walls, whatever's written about, as soon as that alignment or NASA says, hey, the Jesus star alignment has happened. As soon as that happens, the petals are falling off that flower. What Jesus alignment? Um, it was the alignment on December 21st, 2020. You can Google NASA. It'll say star alignment. It's the Bethlehem star alignment. First time it happened in 2000 something years. And and then we have to ask ourselves, well, how did the wise men find that? And wh who were the wise men before the wise men? So you're, you're saying essentially the, the age of Aquarius has officially begun. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I think there is a climaxal point there's definitely a climax point or a finishing point your metaphors are so confused and messy yes and if um that's another thing that we should understand is that um like they're uh, around like these seemingly there's things that are that you're saying to me um that are true that are true throughout history <laughs> so and it's really crazy because it's it's done something to my mind to make me like a parable person. I keep getting this disc defragmentation and I keep getting this imagery and listen, dude, I can synchronize the shit out of something. I can go fucking write it on a thing and comma it with a number and it just does crazy shit in my life. It's happening to people in my life. I'm telling you what like, I, I, I see in my head or what I feel, I guess. And then what I've read and it's like, wow, okay. That's like what fucking computer programmer people do shit. And so I think we're, I think we're taking all the spaghetti strands and we're drying them out and we're getting ready and we're going to put them all in the box. Huh. Wow. Dude. And people that are college right now are the chosen ones. And and why they're the chosen ones, because they're the ones that once you're given the knowledge that, hey, your fucking brain can like control consciousness, then you're like on this team of like people that are actually like starting to go, wait a second, all those really magical mythical times where they say they did these golden era and these really magical. Well, this is what they did, except now we have technology. The hippies, Chad, the hippies. So they're fucked. The, the, the bad dudes are fucked. I, I had this moment of zen. Yeah, yeah. Fucking zen. <laughs> wow, and, what a buzz! Holy shit! 
was absolutely incredible. And I had brief flashes. Wow. Uh, um, oh, every fuck. Um, is affecting us, and it's. I get it. And I get it. It's it, what every fucking religion. Fuck, Chad. You, you know, get it's, it? It's, you know. Nope. It's what nope. every fucking religion has ever fucking preached. <laughs> it's what every religion. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of Summerland? Mm-mm, what is that? Hey, there is an old fucking short bus around here. It's been fucking painted with one of those lead-based fucking whites that when you touch, it's going to carry over to your fucking skin. Racist. Racist as shit. And the top of that motherfucker says Summerland bus, and I don't know what the fuck it is, but I saw it again this morning for the first time in months. Summerland is the spiritualist's heaven. Um, it, it, it kind of emerged in the uh, late 1800s. Um, spiritualism took this big, deep hold on Americans. And their idea of heaven, it wasn't, it wasn't called heaven, it was called Summerland. Really interesting. I guess that's why the top of that fucking thing says Summerland, but uh, <laughs> all right, I guess you. It all makes total fucking sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, yeah. We're going to be rich, motherfuckers. We're going to run the motherfucking country. Us, us motherfuckers are going to D.C. From fucking Oregon to goddamn Austin to motherfucking Alabama. We're going to be rich, motherfuckers. Woo! (laughs) Ric Flair! (laughs) Did he just say Ric Flair? So what's with uh, with you, Ark? Like, uh, like on a uh, intellectual level. I'm flipping my mic up, motherfuckers. Um, it's really strange, okay? I got, like, just people saying some really strange stuff to me sometimes. And, and, like, worshipy stuff. And it's like, this is consciousness, man. And it just chooses a person to go into. And it's like, consciousness. That's it. Okay? So hmm. let's fucking change shit and be awesome together. Uh, uh, hey Chad, I love you. I'm gonna let you and Art talk, and I'm gonna leave. I got other shit to do. What are you doing? I gotta go to work, man. I love y'all. What do you mean you gotta go to work? Just y'all record, motherfucker, and finish up. Oh, finish this- up. I love y'all. Shh, I gotta go to work. Uh, this is your work. Yeah, but I got a kid to pick up, and all this other dumb shit I gotta do too. That doesn't you goddamn The dot involve you. Do you have it? The link? Hold on. I've been trying to get a hold of James Reed. Who's that? Uh, not James Reed, Jonathan Reed. The guy who um, encountered that creature out in, in Washington. They, they, they have the video of it. Tell me, tell me you've seen this, bro. Oh, my God in heaven. It's the video that convinced me that, that this phenomenon was real. It, it, it was life-changing. Even if it turns out to be a hoax... I credit this dude with getting me involved. All right, in I'll All right cool. Uh, there. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, Jonathan Reed is the guy who um, he, he was walking his dog in 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 the mountains uh, of Washington. I'm not sure if it's Mount Rainier or but, like out. 
like Oregon, Washington. No, 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 Oregon, Washington. Yeah. And he, uh, and again, I'm not sure if it's Mount Rainier. If it is, that would be a, a hell of a fucking coincidence, dude, because that's where all the shit started. You know, the modern UFO phenomenon started with all that shit that happened in 1947. With Arnold, right? With Arnold, yeah. And, and I don't know if you know this, but did you know what he was looking for, Arnold, when he went out on that craft? Why he was in the sky that day? No. He was looking for a crashed lightning. It was this, you know, it's like the, the predecessor to the C-130. And it was carrying a group of Marines who were lost. This is like a year after, or two years after World War II ended. And for some reason, they were sending all of these Marines on these transport planes somewhere. I forget where. And, and during this storm, one of them just was lost. And all of the Marines on board were supposedly killed. But um, the I, I looked into it, and it just there's something fishy about that whole story. But anyways, the, the Arnold was looking for this craft uh, in the sky. It's weird how everything is connected. You know, they they couldn't find the bodies in America. They said that oh, it's up in a glacier somewhere, and we can't we can't find it. Yeah, they poured on off this area to where citizens couldn't go past and try and find this aircraft. So it's still up there. So last month, I'm listening to this podcast, Jocko Willink. Uh, he's an ex-Navy SEAL guy. He's got one of his Navy SEAL buddies on who wrote a book. He's, he's this decorated guy. And bro, I wonder if this is the same fucking... He's talking about this mission that he went on where there was this downed U.S. aircraft that for decades they couldn't find. There were living family members, like they wanted to see if there was any way of getting the remains to like have closure and stuff. So they sent them up to this mountain and where they had gotten some intel after some research that they possibly found the coordinates and they send a Navy team up there. It's like the top of this mountain. There's like a crater and they search for the day. They can't find anything. Then they, on the plateau of the mountain, there's a there's all snow out there. there's ice in the side of the mountain in the ice is the aircraft so they spend the next day they get in they chip away and stuff they get into the craft it's like demolished there's nothing left but they do find like some remains of a couple of the guys so they reach out to the family members who are alive and who are able to make it out there because it's like in an altitude where you have to be pretty healthy they copter a couple of the family members out there and they, the Navy guy who's on the podcast said they basically helped the me through like they had the remains, they buried it and they allowed the family members to say some words. And he finished up reading a passage from the Bible. And as he finished, one of his team members nudges him. He's like, he's like, Cap, were you expecting company? And they look up and they he was like, we thought it was flares. So they're in like a basin of a plateau. So they're looking up and it, it's basically the top of the mountain and there's a light that pops up there. And he's like, no, we don't, we're the only people that are supposed to be here. And then all of a sudden another one pops up and another one. And don't quote me on the numbers because I don't have the numbers, but like five or six of them came up and sat there. He was like, I've been a Navy SEAL my whole life. I haven't seen anything like this. These weren't flares. And they hovered there for a couple of minutes. And then when they shot off, they found two remains. So they buried two people. Five 
falls of like there were seven total people on that aircraft i'm not a religious guy i don't know what you want me to tell you but how crazy is that that's the aircraft that kenneth arnold was looking for when the modern ufo wave happened now let me give you a little backstory on this dude because it i, I did a, a deep dive on this when i found this out because i just thought there's no fucking way that this is not connected it's just too you know, I don't know if you know anything about 1947. I, I, I was so obsessed with with this era because it kicked off the whole thing. I mean, uh, the Kenneth Arnold sighting was in, in 1947. The Malta alien entity seen on watercraft happened in 47. Pilots saw six UFOs in Morristown, New Jersey. The Roswell crash happened. Uh, after that, it was the death of Thomas Mantell. Uh, 47 was the Aztec crash. 48 was the... Uh, I Hold mean, on, all real quick. What, I, that town in New Jersey, did you say Morristown? Yeah. With an I or an E? Morris, uh, with an I. I, okay, okay. Uh, I'm trying to find my notes here. I'm gonna look it up. Come on, motherfucker, where are you? Tick to cult. Oh, no, here it is, here it is. I got it, I got it, I got it. I got it. Okay, so... Let me let me give you a little brief overview of, of of the timeline here, and maybe you can just tell me what you think. In 1947, the Cold War begins with Soviet Russia. On June 21st, 1947, seven discs, seven discs fly over Maury Island, Washington. One disc malfunctions and ejects material over the coast and ocean, and the remainder of the craft took formation around damaged craft. Pieces of that craft were recovered, and guess what metal they found? Magnesium. Magnesium. On June 24th, three days later, Kenneth Arnold cites the fleet of horseshoe craft over Mount Rainier looking for crashed Marine C-46. On July 7th, a month after that, or actually not even a month, what is that? Uh, you know, 13 days later, Roswell happens. On August 1st, Two military intelligence officers confiscate debris from the June 21st crash over Maury Island in a B-52, and then they themselves crash over Kelso. In October of 1947, the Cave Creek UFO crash occurred. Anyway, so this is the same area where this Jonathan Reed stuff happened. The number was nine. So there was nine people on the craft that crashed on the American craft. Two, they found two. So they saw seven orbs. Now, how many craft did Kenneth Arnold spot? Um, Jonathan Reed, in I think it was 1996, was walking his dog in the forests of, of Washington State. And his dog ran off into the underbrush. And I'm just paraphrasing what he himself has told, you know, media and news outlets and other people in his interviews. I've seen most of them. His dog started whimpering. And the whimpering grew more and more pronounced. And when I say pronounced, I mean more and more pained, uh, almost as if he encountered an animal, whimpered, and then the animal started attacking him. So Reed reacted as quickly as he could, and he started hiking into this thick underbrush to get to where his dog was. You know, he went up this hill and he broke through this underbrush. And in this clearing was what looked like a child with a mask on, and his dog had this thing, this creature, this child, whatever it was, it, it had its arm. And as soon as this creature saw Jonathan Reed breaking through the underbrush, he not Reed says that the, the it looked like the dog's arm had bit down into what looked like a pool of tar. Like the, it he was wearing a, a 
it was weird. Like it was, it looked like a liquid and it, he he was wondering if if the the creature was maybe holding it there, containing it there with this tar, because the dog couldn't break away. the The creature reached down and grabbed both sides of the dog's mouth, and in one instant, he just went back and forth with this hundred and fifty pound dog, like it was nothing, like it was uh, air, like it was nothing. And then he grabbed both sides of this thing's, this dog's mouth and tore the dog's head in half. And then he says that the dog, like the, the tar on this creature's arm enveloped the muzzle of the, of the dog, at least the part of the muzzle that was still attached to the arm. And the dog disappeared into this black hole whirlpool. And then during this time, and this is how it happened in uh, maybe six seconds, five seconds. During this time, Reed had grabbed, I think he already had the, the branch in his hand. It was a big branch, like the size of a baseball. Reed had swung this baseball-sized branch at this creature, and it busted the creature's head open. So right when this creature was finished with his dog, Reed busted this creature's head open. And he said immediately when he did that, he felt the world like someone had taken a cup and put it over this clearing and he felt like he was going to die. Like it was this psychic blast that made him feel like he was going to die. He started hyperventilating. He started throwing up uncontrollably. And he said that he must have sat there like that for 10 or 15 minutes before he realized that he had his camera. And that's when he turned his camera on. I was reading the Sumerian extant kings list, which is essentially like the the, the Mesopotamian chronicle of the uh, world's first rulers and their reigns. And the very first kings were, you know, they reigned for like exceedingly incredibly long amounts of time, like negative years. negative fifty thousand years, negative fifty thousand, so fifty BC. <laughs> But if you add all of their reigns up together, showed you how fucking long it was. <laughs> then, if you look up when modern man uh, first appeared in 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 our history, it, like the number is the same as as the number added from the extant kings list. It's really strange. 50 BC. And, and you, you're what you're talking years, about is 50, exactly it. 50 years. Um, there is a woman um, that is a chosen woman. She's a chosen Hathor or a chosen Maenad or a priestess or whatever you want to call her. She's yeah, the, the crazed women of Dionysus yeah. that carried the pine cones. Yeah, this woman, um, <laughs> there's several of them already been identified for the people that are um, paying attention. Who, who could be paying attention to this? But um, they fucked everything that moved and and then killed it, didn't they? Well, that's just part. That's just if you look at Dionysus. But this woman, her name's Tax the Churches on uh, TikTok. She is one of the chosen ones, and she um, 
uh, has a YouTube channel and she's talking about the sexual activity of, of the period that you just talked about. We're not getting away from this. We're going to talk a lot about really crazy sexuality, um, what's been hidden from us and the things that are okay in religions and things that are okay in um, high society, but aren't okay for the people because everybody else needs to just have a wife and go to bed and shut the fuck up. Well, what the fuck are these women of Hathor doing? What the fuck are these Dionysians? What the women of Antonius doing? What the women are... They're bringing back sexual healing in a in a very, like, aggressive way. They're, like, taking back. If you're, like, one of those aggressive alpha dudes, it's not a good period for you. What do you mean? You'll have a period? No, no. It's not a good period for them for a while, for the alpha extremist type people everything hinges right now on the divine feminine's ability to to stop recognize awaken and turn towards this energy that's here for them but the divine feminine is is awakened in every living soul not just women that's a good thing you just brought up okay the divine masculine heal is the man who can see the value of the balance of the divine feminine so it's it's still keep equality in the division because just like a cell divides it divides right but it but it put that divine feminine in you is like that healed piece so keep going um this thing is happening and it's in the process of telling everybody like apparently if the archetype does not blatantly come out and do this society collapses. If he gets killed, society collapses. They don't recognize him, society collapses. All he can do is go for broke and, and look at the signs and symbols of real people doing real things. Sex. He has to receive a message from these selected women who Hathor has selected. Prior to him receiving both energies, apparently he receives the divine feminine and the divine masculine and Wait, are we talking in metaphors? No. The monad receives divine feminine and the divine masculine. And the only way for her to receive the, the physical touch of the divine feminine is through him. And it's part of the remembering process. It's it's number 13 becomes number 14 process. What, what's numbers 1 through 12? What, what is this list? It's um, the selected people who have been selected. Hmm. I'm awakening just like everybody else. Is. Things come to me in really strange ways, and I have to. Okay. Somebody's calling me from Idaho. Um, oh. Oh. Yeah. I got it. What are you saying, Rob? What do you keep saying? Wow. Nothing. Nothing. Y'all go ahead. Now, what's really crazy? There's something awakening this person, and they they do it like if I was in high school and I just join the football team but i have like this magic arm and then all of a sudden i'm like the best fucking quarterback in the state and like there's a whole fan group watching me and i just feel that energy and i just all i want to do is like be pretty excited that i can throw touchdowns right like and and i know how to i know that they're like excited for me I know they're not like worshiping me. I know they're like, there's definitely going to be people that can't figure that out. I'm telling you, that's why it's written about, <laughs> but it's all about this energy of like this teamwork. Like he understands what the fuck I'm the, I'm the magnified. Oh shit. You better get me fucking magnified. And then like, it's the women in all of these mythologies holding a penis, big penises and carrying it and taking it to where it needs to go. Because when they awaken, they realize what the fuck needs to get done and they, they just do it really quickly.
Over yeah. here, up there, I saw a UFO and it went down the river, turned right at the United Nations, <laughs> turned left and then down the river. It wasn't a helicopter, it wasn't a balloon and it was so near. And it looked what, sort of uh, round, just, white, just reminiscent like, and silent. Uh, silent and it looked dark like black or grey in the middle and had white lights, just looked like light bulbs, you know. Just going off, on, off, on, off, on, blink, 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 blink around the bottom and on top was a red light. If you see a little note on walls and bridges, it says, I saw a UFO. And I was just finished doing walls and bridges. I'd mastered it or done the last tape of it. And I was really just relaxed and feeling good. And it was summer in New York and I had the window open. And lo and behold, there was this thing just hovering sort of a hundred yards away. But I saw it so close, it wasn't in the sky or nothing, you know? And it was like, I could have hit it with a brick if I'd thrown a stone at it. I couldn't see the colors because it was dusk. It was a good, clear summer night. You know, the sky was very clear. And round the bottom of it were just ordinary-looking electric light bulbs blinking off and on alternatively, like on a billboard or something. And on the top of it was a red light. And the thing I noticed was that there was no noise, and I could hear that freeway down below, all the cars going. So I realized, oh, it's not a helicopter, then it must be a balloon. It was so close to the rooftop that it couldn't be a balloon. It was, so all the rational things I went through, not a helicopter, a balloon. Not a balloon, it's too close to the roof. It's, and it's maneuvering too well to be a balloon. So I just watched it, and it, it was there for about five or ten minutes. It went off down the East River, and uh, there it was. And that's all I've got to say about it.